what what is in, just trying to see like what's important to her and you know love that <laughs> her favorite is shrek 3 which is super random <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's the classic shrek um but, <laughs> uh so anyway yeah she loves shrek and i mean i haven't seen shrek for years and so i don't remember it so she'll try and like she'll be like dad uh you be shrek and donkey and i'll be fiona and whatever and she wants me to like play things out that's not my forte i'm not i'm not like you know i can't pretend to have like a great shrek or donkey accent i'm not that guy (laughs) Can, can, can Graham, can we hear? No, it? I don't even try. Come on, no, it's not no. happening. No, <laughs> no, can we give it a go. I'm excited here, man. No, Alan, that's not, <laughs> no. that's not, that's not gonna happen. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know, it's funny that uh, that little that little saying. How's it going? I had this teacher in high school. His name was Al. You know, he was a mighty man. All right, with a mighty beard, with mighty tats. Kind of reminds me of uh, Godfather Graham, who we currently have on today's uh, podcast episode. Welcome, Godfather Graham. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go. Woo. Thank you. What an intro. Hey, hey, thank <laughs> I, you. I've never been compared to Al, a big man with tats. <laughs> and and a big, mighty beard. And a mighty beard. Exactly. But I appreciate it. You're very welcome. If anything, you guys might be related, you know? It's a good chance. It's... Most people with tattoos and beard are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's a tight-knit community. Yeah. yeah. It could be, you know, I'm, I'm almost, almost, I wouldn't guarantee it. You guys have Nordic blood in you. Like Nordic <laughs> <laughs> all right let's not deny graham you're over six foot he was over six foot mm. you know you guys had viking ancestors that used to raid newfoundland and whatnot i haven't done my ancestry.com but uh you should check that out a, there's a good chance <laughs> you know anyway welcome my good sir how are you. you yeah I'm, I'm good it's good to be with you guys and uh yeah i'm excited for this i'm a little nervous i had a little bit too much coffee <laughs> and so I've, i'm a little jittery but you know it's good. It's all oh, good. Yeah. That's, good. That's, that's, that's yeah. in zone right there. Mm. That's mm. for sure. At least you did the responsible thing. I had coffee. I'm like Luca over there who's uh, been up and at it since 4 a.m. <laughs> well, 4 a.m., but <laughs> <laughs> we have four hours of sleep in us, but we're, we're grinding through this right now. <laughs> you watch him just like yeah. me hit if his I, computer table. I thought at one point, just keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> on with the show. That's the right type of attitude. So, Graham, we wanted to thank you for being here. As you know, uh, Alpha Relations is still in its early stages. We're up and coming. We had our first guest on last week with Kat Spencer. Shout mm-hmm. out to him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, shout out to Kat Spencer. That's it. Um, yeah, no, that's, uh, that was a lot of fun. So, I mean, kudos to Kat for coming on the show, for uh, getting our information out there. And it's been a fun week. Mm-hmm. It's been a fun week. A lot of good feedback regarding that episode that came out. Graham, what were your thoughts on that? I thought it was really interesting. Um, yeah, it was... It was uh, He's a very interesting person to listen to. He, you can tell that he's like uh, has good interview skills, and he, uh, yeah, was, he's he's very good uh, speaker. So it was, it was good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I engage you. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And you know who also has a very engaging story? Alex is like, who? Pat. Who? Hmm? Who's Pat? <laughs> Shout out Pat. <laughs> nice plug. Nice plug. <laughs> I assume we were talking about him, right? Uh, that is a very humble thing of you to say, Graham. But no, we're discussing you today. My good oh, sir. yeah. We are. Yeah. Hey, yeah right. <laughs> I forgot why I was here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, Graham, like, I mean, you and I have been, uh, we, we've been friends and colleagues for a little bit over a year, a year now. And uh, I kind of feel like it's been longer in a sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and like, that, that's even just a better feeling. And meeting you, I remember when we really started to get to know each other, we had that interview assignment that uh, you offered to to do with me, which was fantastic. And there was just such a wild and fascinating story that I I personally believe, and as well as the team here, that is totally worth sharing. Mm. So um, without further ado, Graham, just uh, I'd like to dive into the first question. Just ask like, uh, who are you? Who is Graham? Who is Graham? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so Graham, me, I am. Uh, uh, what can I tell you about myself? I'm I'm 34 years old and I come from Winnipeg originally and I moved to Montreal five five years ago, I think. And, um, yeah, I'm married to my wife, Melissa, and we've got a beautiful young girl, four-year-old, four-year-old girl, Skylar. And, um, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's who I am. I love it. I love that. Mm -hmm. Family man. Mm. That's true. And now knowing how I've already described how like you and I have that connection there, but, uh, how do you come to know maybe some of the other members on this team here? Uh, well, so, uh, Alan, I'll say, I'll say a little bit more about how I know you, Alan. We met as TAs. So both of us started as, uh, TAs for, um, a professor in human relations department in Concordia. Um, and Alan was very outgoing as he is. What are you talking about? And, uh, I'm probably a little bit more reserved. And so we naturally did not get along. Um, no No, we did we got along well um but it probably took me a little while to to open up but after a while um yeah we got along really well and um yeah this is this semester our first class together yeah how about we haven't had we haven't had any classes together except for this but we've ta'd together for two two classes now yeah that's right um so that's a little bit how i know alan Luca and I had a class earlier in our school um, careers, if you will, and um, I forget which one. I, I, it's I the know same professor that you guys TA for. Oh, that's true. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was, it was in okay. uh, facilitation. Yeah. Okay. Um, and again, not a great connection at first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's a wild uh, one. He's a wild one. Surprised me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I really like Luca, and um, we had that was the first class we had together, and I really connected with him through Alan though. Like we, uh, I when when Alan and I were TAing together, uh, Alan had introduced me to kind of like the group of friends with uh, Luca and uh, infam- infamous Patrick um, <laughs> and some others, and uh, yeah, just. Uh, that's kind of how we kicked it off. And uh, today actually is the first time I'm meeting Alex. And um, so before 
we started, we had a, we've known each other for about um, 30 minutes. And <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. I love that. I love that. You know, and um, yeah, what can I say? I mean, uh, like building off of what you were saying there, Graham, you're right. I mean, I mean, it's just comes more naturally just to get out there and, you know, can connect people like, I mean, first with Luca, then Pat, Nithu. Um, shout out to Nithu. All right. Shout out to Nithu. Ooh. Yeah, that's it. Can't, I can't forget about the uncle of the group here. Don't worry. Your audience is going to love all our inside jokes. <laughs> for sure. For sure. You know, seeing how mainly the audience is coming from, you know, our, our, our school colleagues right now, then, hey, you know, it's perfect. Um, but uh, what can we say? We have a wild family dynamic. I mean, I personally see, um, you know, Luke and Alex and a few others as my, my children. Don't go asking who those <laughs> other kids are. All right. And then we have uh, Uncle Nithu. I don't know how he became uncle. He just is. And then we have Godfather Graham. It just works beautifully. <laughs> no? Am I crazy? It's beautiful. No, you're not crazy. Love it. It's got, it's got a ring to it. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. I, I think it's really the beard that sets it in, Graham. Mm. I shaved I shaved today. You did. Your, you did. So that all your oh, uh, audience could see. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's oh. it. Oh, God. I love it. Anyway, um, oh, we got a little bit of beeping in the background there. Is that on my side? I don't know. It's on somebody's side. Mm. But hey, well, that's just life. The dishes yeah. are done. Hey. <laughs> Dish, dishwasher is done. <laughs> but uh all right i i that, that that's all for, from my side but i think alex has something that you'd like to ask you yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> okay. oh my god this is the most fun i've had okay <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> okay composure okay <clears throat> so what is like your story like what is your origin story why are we interviewing you? Like, what makes you interesting? Oh, okay. Mm. Or, what doesn't make you interesting. or what doesn't make you interesting? <laughs> well, um, I mentioned a little bit about me. So I grew up in Winnipeg and um, have only lived here for, for five years. Um, what makes me interesting? Um, your, pod- your podcast is a little bit about change. So I'll tell you a little bit about like, change that happened in my life is that all right I'm excited. Mm-hmm, okay yeah. so um i didn't mention oh, i don't know why i did i didn't mention this in, in my intro I, I am a pastor as well as a student at concordia so um, oh. a little bit about like what i do and how i came to that so oh, wait, wait, hold up hold up before yeah, yeah, yeah. That, sorry i'm sorry to cut you off yeah. i think we need to paint a little you know mental image uh, considering that we don't have video just yet mm. for the audience out there oh, yeah. so for those who don't know graham Right off the bat, like number one, he's got a fantastic beard. He just trimmed it. It's not as long as before, you know, but it's a fantastic, gorgeous, thick, luscious <laughs> beard. All right. He's got some beautiful you know, uh, piercings on his uh, left brow, I believe. All right. He loves wearing caps. His style is on point, ladies and gentlemen, everyone. Mm-hmm. All right. On top of that, he just has this very zen, calm, confident looking appearance when he handles himself, when he presents himself in front of others. But right off the bat, if I didn't know Graham walking down the street, I'm like, you know, that guy smokes a lot of dope, probably. He's a skater, <laughs> all right? And he's just, he's down, he's down just to chill, right? And, and that's time. the vibe I'm going for, really. 
right? That's big, it. Big stoner. Scary. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. That's it. You know, right, right off the bat, you know, just like, I mean, let's just jump into it. Like, that's that type. That's what, exactly what he is. And then, you know, the, the first time meeting Graham, Dr. Farmer, I mean, our professor who we work for at Concordia, asked us to, you know, introduce ourselves and just uh, share something interesting. And Graham you got up up, the, up there in front of the class and goes like, yeah, so like, uh, you know, I'm a dad, I'm a pastor. And then right away, I turned my head. I'm like, whoa, you know, I'm like, huh, interesting. OK, like, like, like what is like what we're seeing right now, you know, compared to what happens outside and how did Graham get there? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's exactly what he's going to do now. Mm. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I do for for work. Um, I haven't always been a Christian, though. So that's kind of basically like the bigger change that has that happened in my life, I guess. So I, um, I grew up in a, in like a home that my parents were Christians, my brother and sister were as well. Uh, it didn't really resonate with me for most of my life, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of like, I didn't enjoy going to church. I didn't have friends at church. And, and so, uh, I just didn't go. So like, um, I basically, uh, throughout my teens and everything, um, I was that stoner guy, I guess. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, I like, uh, I really just kind of lived however I wanted and, and didn't think too much about it and, and whatever. So when, uh, when I was about 24, mm-hmm. um, I met um, a friend of mine who was, who he, he himself was a pastor. He was uh, he's similar age to me, so you know I wasn't hanging out with like this fifty-year-old weird guy who wanted to. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but uh, yeah, so he he was a pastor as well, and um, him and I started hanging out a little bit, uh, and I through like conversations with him and and stuff, I started like investigating like what Christianity was and and who Jesus was and started um it just started to to click with me a little bit i guess so um the the change in my life kind of happened as um i i kind of describe it this way like there was like a spiritual change that happened in me so i i went from uh um, let's try and see how i can explain it i uh, I would describe this this change as before before like becoming a Christian, I d- just was really in it for me. I was very self centered, did whatever I wanted. Um, I partied a lot, and not passing judgment or anything, but just like that was like my that was my lifestyle. Um, and after that, I I became not interested in those things. And it wasn't like, I didn't feel like it was something that I did like, um, but I was, I was like studying Christianity. I was like less attracted to those things. And so that was kind of like the change that happened to me was like, I don't feel um, drawn to those things anymore. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I mean by like a spiritual change was. um, Yeah. Was there like based off the, taking a, an interest into studying um, Christianity, um, what in particular was drawing you? Like any particular factors that really stand out? 
Yeah. So a lot of what uh, I looked at was like the life of Jesus. And so I, uh, and, and uh, for me too, like I saw how my life was not like, um, it, I didn't live a pretty life, I guess. And, and so I saw how that had impacted others personally and um, how it was impacting my life, relationships in my life. And, but when I talk about like uh, the Jesus part of it, I guess it was like seeing, um, I'm not, I, <laughs> I don't know how much to go into detail because I, I don't know how much necessarily your listeners would be familiar with, but a lot of what Christianity is, is like seeing um, what Jesus has done on our behalf. And it's, it's like, how he died for our sins. Um, and, um, so that, that part was like, oh, wow, that's what he did for me. And so the changes is, okay, now I don't like, I'm not attracted to those things anymore, just because seeing the grace that I've been given and how, um, uh, it's not like I had to like, oh, you just have to be better. It wasn't, it wasn't that it was, I don't really like, I've been given so much grace and I don't need to to be better like i i just naturally change i don't know if that makes sense there's one thing about like being um or having faith within christianity and being like um, a follower of the religion but like how do you take that and become a, a pastor and become a leader and of the uh, religion itself yeah well uh that's a good question so my on what happened with me was i had uh the guy who i had been introduced to um, my friend who was a pastor as well, he had moved to Winnipeg to start churches. Um, and so he, uh, basically started a church from the ground up. Like there was no one when he, he didn't know anyone when he moved there. Um, I was probably one of the first people he met and, uh, we, like I started hanging out with him and seeing like how to start a church. Uh, and so I know, like I said before, I had my, my family was Christian, so I had seen a little bit about, like, what churches were. But uh, when I started hanging out with him, I started to see, like, how to actually uh, be involved. And, like, when, like, churches need it the most. Like, there when it's a small church, there's not many people that are helping out. Um, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. So I naturally kind of gravitated to some, some of that stuff and, like, um, just started helping out even before I was a Christian, actually, like I started hanging out and it was like, they, someone would say, Hey, today the computer needs to be run. And so I was like, sure, I can run a computer. And, uh, so I would do, you know, various tasks like that and just kind of started to see like the ins and outs of what it was like to help run a church and that kind of thing. Um, and to be clear right now, I don't lead a church. Like I'm not the, the lead pastor. I'm one of the pastors on staff. Um, and so I didn't have like this, like, um, not, not yet. Anyway, I ha I haven't like started my own church or anything like that. Um, but I'm a part of a, a staff of two other pastors as well. So, um, we all work as a team and we're, you know, it, it's a, another small church plant. So we're kind of also just like learning how to do it together and, and yeah. Thanks. Kind of like uh, what we have going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Podcast okay. planters. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Planted the seeds and seeing yeah, where it goes. Hopefully up. <laughs> um, that's cool. Um, uh, just a question that comes to mind. Do you see yourself down the line, you know, wanting to open up like your own little uh, mission or a church of sorts? Like, what do you think about that? Maybe. I've thought about it in the past and I'm not sure. I'm trying right now a lot to see, uh, to like really be observant of like the skills that I have and if they apply to, uh, to planting a church and I'm okay if they don't like I, I know right now, like I'm a, I'm gifted in like helping on a team. Uh, now, yeah, it's always, it's a bit of a balance of like, can I grow in, in those skills that I need to start a church or should I just wait for the, those, the person who's gifted in that and help them? Uh, yeah, it's, it's always a bit of a balance. So I, I don't like right now, I'm, I'm certainly not there yet. I have, I always have it in the back of my head, like maybe in the future. Um, yeah. I think you'd be great. Oh, thank you. Honestly, yeah. Just personally, like I, I know that you and I have, when we worked together for one year, but you, you're touching into a subject that uh, I, I like to explore uh, further. And that's um, uh, like uh, team dynamics, you know, group development and a church is, is a system. And that's something that we have all come to study in our own senses. Mm-hmm. And like, how, what would you say really makes the essence of running a church, of running that type of system? Like, what would you need? Like, what are the tools that you need? As, like, as far as people? Yeah. Um, what do you need? Uh, like, what does it consist of? Like, I mean, like, like from yourself personally, like what type of experiences, what type of I don't know, ability skills that you want to be applying in that sense? I think there's a lot and you have very like within the church, you have a lot of diverse people. And so uh, every church is going to look different. Mm-hmm. So also when you, when um, I'll, I'll clarify this, when I talk about the church, I talk about the people. It's not a lot of people think uh, the church is like a building, which a church is where you meet. Yes. Uh, but the, the church uh, I, when I say church, I'm probably most refer- referring to the people that make up the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes people who are interested in seeing uh, seeing uh, people grow. Um, it takes people who will want to use their skills to to grow the church. Um, it takes people who will want to develop other people's skills and um yeah it kind of those things i would say so having said all that you know and given what you've been studying which we're gonna explore further in depth you know so what's human relations in a nutshell graham (laughs) human relations is uh is looking at people and like developing them and and helping uh see them grow and communication, working together, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a little bit why I went into human relations because there's a lot of skills that help develop uh, people. And that, those are the skills that I want to take and use to help develop the church. And that's exactly why I think I know, like further down the line, not I think, I know for a fact that you'll be great at it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no worries, man. Mm. We'll come support. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Would you say that um, being a pastor brings you like a higher purpose in life? Like almost like a, like a purpose, like of something you want to bring forward? Hmm. I think I, I also became, I, I became a pastor because I feel like it's probably the most important thing I can do in life. That might sound cocky, but <laughs> I don't mean it that way. Um, I think like people's spiritual growth and their health is, and, and like the, their relationship with God is the most important thing to have. And that's why I started doing it. Like, um, and you know, I, other people do very important things as well. And I'm not trying to like say that what I do is the most important thing. Um, and there's, a, there's definitely other people who uh, are working towards that, who don't have a, a, a title as pastor as well. So, um, but it's why I decided to, to make it my career. So I want people's spiritual health to be the best that it can be. I want people to like have um, an amazing relationship with God and to, to, mm -hmm to continue to learn uh, what that looks like on a daily basis. So that's why I do it. Um, but I'm not trying to like, uh, I don't know. I don't look at it like, oh, it's this like high and mighty thing that I do or anything like that. I just do it because I think it's important. Okay. Yeah, no, no, respect to that. Mm -hmm. Is there like a, a thing that makes you different in the way you go along being a pastor? Like the way you're, you pass along your teachings and stuff? That you wouldn't see in like maybe other uh, churches. Uh, well, so our the main teaching that happens, I would say, comes on a Sunday morning, where as you would think of a, a, at church. So mm -hmm. uh, Sunday mornings, we we gather at an organization um, where we meet, and uh, we'll have we do. Uh, things like worship. So worship is like music. People kind of, it's honestly, if you walked in and you didn't know what it was, it'd be like seeing a bunch of people kind of do karaoke, <laughs> <laughs> which just sounds a little bit weird, but um, <laughs> it's just, it's like people singing. Um, and then there's a sermon, which is about 30 minutes long and it is teaching on a specific passage of the Bible. Sometimes it's topical. So sometimes we'll say, um, Today we're talking about um, money and how do Christians view money or something like that. Today we're talking about uh, sex or today we're talking about whatever it is, you know. And then we'll we will look at where uh, it says in the Bible this talks about money or what, you know whatever. Most of the time, our church will take a, a book of the Bible and we'll start at the beginning and we'll walk through what it says um so we'll maybe take like a chapter or half a chapter or something like that and we we will uh we'll read it and we'll start talking about what does this mean what did it mean to the people back then what does it mean to us now um how does it relate to who god is how does it relate to who we are as humans um and some stuff like that so that's where like the main teaching happens and that's probably uh typical for most churches uh, throughout the weeks, we have um, like smaller groups, like they're one-on-one -on -one or like uh, groups of three or something like that. And sometimes they're just like more intimate ways to say like, how are you growing spiritually? Um, that kind of thing. So there's a little bit of teaching involved in that. Um, but the main stuff, 
the main teaching happens on like Sunday mornings, which, like I said, it's probably not much different than most churches. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so what made you decide to come to Montreal specifically? Why did you decide to leave Winnipeg? Um, I came to Montreal. The guy who I had mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, who was the pastor, he moved here. His his job is he is a church planter. Okay. Uh, so he starts churches all, all over the world. Um right now in Canada, but he, um, he's lived in different places throughout the world. Um, like I said, when I met him, he, he had moved to Winnipeg to start a church and I, um, became really good friends with him. Um, my wife became really good friends with his wife as well. And so, uh, when he moved here, I hadn't even really thought of moving anywhere else. Like I was like, if you grow up in Winnipeg, you, you like not everyone, but I mean, a lot of people are just like, yeah, I'm, I live in Winnipeg. And, and, you know, some people do move, but most of the people that I know uh, for, I've known since kindergarten and like they all live in Winnipeg and probably don't have plans on moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I hadn't thought of, of moving myself. Um, and then my wife, um, uh, my w- wife is studying nursing right now at McGill and mm-hmm. she had thought, Oh, I might be interested in, in um, doing some some work outside of Canada, like in Africa or somewhere around the world, and uh, helping people out in that way. And I was like, Oh, I'd never I've never thought of moving before, but let's let's think about that. Let's let's talk about that. And around the same time was when my head my friend had moved to Montreal, and had he had uh, contacted me and said, Hey. Um, I'm starting a church here and I'm wondering if you want to do an internship um, with me and the church. So I said, I'll think about it. Sure. <laughs> um, and we, uh, my wife and I thought about it and prayed about it and we're like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So uh, we had to, <laughs> we had to raise money to, to move here because that's how, people who work in the church are, are supported. You don't get like yeah. a salary from the church because no one like churches that don't have anyone there can't pay you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I had never done that before either. And that was a really interesting thing. Um, and to be honest, it's like a really big way that I've seen God provide for me. Cause I don't, I could not have done that on my own. Like I was mm-hmm. just like, um, I did not know what I was doing. I don't have connections because I have, like, like I said, I have not, I had not been a Christian for very long. So I don't know a lot of people in the church. The church that I went to was a very small church plant. And so not a lot of people are like, yeah, we want to give, give money to you to do this. And uh, so yeah, we had to, um, we had to raise support and did it financially and, and were able to move here. So, yeah. Nice. Love that. Yeah, um, that leads me up to the next question. So you mentioned uh, that you've been here for five years. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow, that's a milestone. It is, yeah. We should celebrate. Yeah, yeah I think we should. <laughs> you know. Once the restrictions beer, are down, yeah. beer and poutine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once the restrictions are down, we're just going to go out there and spread COVID like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
we're gonna hold hands, you know, we're gonna skip, you know, like oh, no. masks, masks off. Who cares? Exactly. That's it. What social it. distancing at that point? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. What I wanted to uh what I wanted to ask you is how do you find a life here or like rather how has it what has it been like for you? Like what has the impact of living in the the French capital of North America been like, especially coming from Winnipeg, Mm -hmm. which is, I imagine, I've never lived there, but knowing the rest of Canada is more dominantly English. It's been a, it's different, definitely. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, so when I moved here, I, I was kind of told, so I live in, I live in a more English speaking neighborhood. And so I was essentially told, uh, you know, you can take some French classes when you get here, but you probably don't need to like learn it before uh, you come. And that's something I really regret that I hadn't done uh, because I, uh, especially working with commun- the community, you work with a lot of people who only speak French, uh, whether that's people who work in the organizations or people who like benefit from the organizations. So uh, our church works with a lot of uh, nonprofits in the neighborhood and um instead of trying to like create our own uh, things like uh, food banks or uh shelters or something like that we see that's happening in the community already and we're like good that's awesome that you guys are doing that let us help you um mm-hmm. we're not like you guys are are know what you're doing more than we do so we we often just try and help them in what they're doing So uh, a lot of the people that are benefiting from those services, like many of them only speak French. Um, So yeah, it's something I really regret not learning before I moved here. But that being said too, like I, the neighborhood is a little bit more English speaking. And so you can get by um, with English. Um, uh, Yeah. I, I wish I had learned more As, after school, after uh, uh, Concordia, though. I Right now I'm thinking about taking intensive like French classes so that I can uh, learn a little bit better. Um, uh, and even before in, in Winnipeg, the neighborhood that I lived in, it was more, it was a, a more French speaking neighborhood. Um, no but for Winnipeg, that mean, that doesn't mean a lot. Like it means, uh, the the English the, the English speaking neighborhood that I live in now is more French speaking than the French speaking neighborhood in Winnipeg. If that makes sense, okay. right? No, so I hear you. Yeah, it's still very English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, and I mean, like upon like the fir- first coming here, um, despite the language, like what was the what was like the cultural impact? Was there any for you? The cultural like, impact. I mean, uh, I mean the people, food, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, food, food. Yeah. Uh, Go for it, A big uh, improvement. <laughs> 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 if you've never been to Montreal, uh, yeah, the food is fantastic here. I, I what were you eating back home? <laughs> Literally, faux faux poutine. <laughs> they have. Uh, <laughs> when I was in high school, we had. Uh, a restaurant a restaurant like across the the high school and they had poutine uh and I, they were it was like fries uh grated cheese and oh, no. oh no and that's what i that's know as that's a cardinal thing yeah 
Oh, you poor and, soul. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And so if yeah, if you if you're not from here and you don't know what poutine is, that's not poutine. Like it has to be <laughs> cheese. It has to be cheese curds. Um Winnipeg's also it's like I think there's about eight hundred thousand people that live there. It's uh a small city, whereas Montreal is a, a bigger city. Um it's it's quite spread out in in Winnipeg, so you need a car to get around everywhere here. Uh, the metro works fine, so I've always been used to driving everywhere. And uh, when we moved here, we had we had a car at the beginning, but when uh, we we yeah, at some point we were just like the metro is will get us places easier. I don't have to look for parking mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing. So some things like that uh are a little bit different it's not like a lot of events that happen in winnipeg like there's some but not not nearly as many as in uh in montreal there's a festival like every single weekend here (laughs) and uh yeah not used to that you're used to like maybe going to a jets game and uh or like uh some sort of indie uh indie concert or something (laughs) nice i like that yeah yeah well, I mean, still, I mean, just for the sake of it, I mean, for myself personally, I, I would love to do like a cross Canada uh, tour, just go around, see all these places, you know, and just hear what Winnipeg is like. Uh, I still got to go there. Yeah. You know, visit. check it out. That's it. Why I'll not? Tell you where to Graham's go. gonna, I know you will. I'm expecting to, th- that to occur, but um, that's good, man. So going back a little bit on your, uh, before you sort of touched on um, community and working within the community and, um, I just wanted to sort of touch on um, what kind of community work have you done? I have. Uh, so I mentioned a little bit before that the church works with the church works with a number of nonprofits in uh, the neighborhood. So the church that we work at uh, is it's kind of in little Burgundy um, right now. We're well, well, it's hard to explain when we we were meeting in little burgundy and then the pandemic happened and we were all on zoom and then uh we were meeting in a school in little burgundy and in the summer we always have to be outside of uh little burgundy because they close or out of the school because they do a bunch of cleaning in the summer so in the summer we have to move to somewhere else which is right now in point st charles uh, which is just just south of uh, Little Burgundy, if you're not familiar, and uh, because it's a school, they're not opening it back up for us to meet there. So anyway, we're we're kind of in between both neighborhoods, and so we do a lot of different stuff within both neighborhoods. So um, when I first moved here, the, there's an organization called Share the Warmth. Um, I think Luke is familiar with them. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, we're doing our field work there this uh, this semester, so that's why I know he's familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's an organization called Share the Warmth, and they do a lot of stuff with uh, people with uh, from less fortunate backgrounds. So they have uh, a food bank. They have like a secondhand clothing store. They have a cafe. Um, they do different things with. Um, after school program. So they have music and they have tutoring and that kind of stuff. And I, I started volunteering with them if they're after school programs. 
So like on a personal level, that's what I had been doing when I first moved here. Uh, in as a church, our, we do a lot of stuff with festivals that happen in Little Burgundy. So in September, I think is called the Little Burgundy Festival. Um, and it's a lot of like local artists who uh, will sing, rap, um, dance, different different kind of things. So we help uh, this year. We helped like run their sound equipment, um, and we had like a photo booth there. Uh, and there's another festival. I don't know if this happens through all of Montreal. Are you guys familiar with Spring Festival? No. Okay. No. I think I think it. every. I think every community has it, but it might not be called Spring Festival. But what it is, it's at the beginning of, of the spring, and the city distributes plants. So there's usually a like um, oh. a local organization that will host it, and they give out plants to people in the community. And that's just what we do. It's like we stand behind a table and give people plants and stuff. Um, that's so and, cute. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, there's a, like, a lot of the organizations that we see are doing good in the neighborhood will just say, hey, do you need help? Like, we'll, we'll come try and help you with what you're doing. Uh, I mentioned before, we're like a small church, so we're like 25 to 30 people. Um, so it's difficult to, like, mobilize people sometimes. Um, but we often get help from churches in the states that are interested in like seeing uh what a church plants like and helping out there it's kind of like uh they're bigger churches usually and they're like hey we want to help out the little guy i guess so they'll come up and they'll uh they'll be like i don't know we have teams between like four and 40 people and we'll get them helping in um different nonprofits. so yeah, we've done a, a variety of different stuff in the community. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really what, interesting. What does it mean to you personally being able to, or being in that position where you're able to get back, give back to the community and be a part of it like that? Um, I love it. I like I like getting to know uh, the people in the neighborhood and just spending time with them and seeing what their lives are like. Um, it means, um, it means a lot to me as. Uh, as a Christian, because I believe that Jesus came to, to serve. And so that's like part of what we're doing is like serving the community. And, um, I, I want my life to, to look like that. So, um, and it's fun. Like it's, it's a lot of fun when you go to these festivals and you can, you can meet people and, um, yeah, spend time with them. And a lot of the time you just get to like, they're often very grateful. So you get to, to experience that and um yeah it's good you know what i what i particularly love about that too you know uh, uh pertaining to you is that i mean there have been multiple times that i mean this past year where like i'll, I'll be talking to graham he'll be letting me know what's happening in the community and you're always so cool to be you know just i mean just like reaching out being like oh hey man uh, not just to me, also, I mean, to other uh, uh, friends that we have within our circles. So, guys, like, I just want to let you know that, uh, yeah, I'm running this, uh, I'm part of this volunteering gig. And if anybody's interested in the neighborhood, just looking to, you know, give back, have a bit of time on your hands, you know, just let me know. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that, man. So, it's, it's always very cool that you're promoting that. Yeah. And, and it's certainly slowed down a lot since the pandemic. Like, you can't just, like, there's the, the festivals just aren't as, like, they're pretty much non-existent this year. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so... 
um, yeah, it can be difficult to try and, uh, to, to try and help out. One thing that's been like really weird and interesting is <laughs> we once, uh, oh, so every year, uh, June 1st, June 1st is moving day here, right? Right. July 1st, July 1st, July 1st, uh, July 1st, July 1st yeah. Is, is moving day in Montreal. And, uh, it's like when everyone, if you're going to move, like, I think I want to say like 90% of people who move that year move on July 1st. It's something crazy like that. So we started, uh, like renting vans and, and like box, uh, like cube trucks and helping people move. Like we would like drive around the neighborhood, probably super sketchy. People were like, I don't, I don't want you, I'm not going to put my stuff in your van, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we would, we would offer help. We would put up signs before. And a lot of the times people know of our name in the community. So it's not that weird. Um, but so, yeah, we would, we would offer help moving and it ended up just becoming like this thing. We don't advertise at all anymore because we will, like randomly throughout the year, people will uh, contact us and say, hey, I heard you help people move. And we're like, yeah, in on moving day, it's December 1st right now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, we'll just be like, all right, do you do you guys want to call up discount, rent a car and get a vehicle <laughs> and help these people move? So, um, yeah, we randomly help so many people move throughout the year just because word has got has gone around about that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> That's great. And then, like, if you want, uh, we, could, we could always like, we wouldn't mind like, I mean, promoting that stuff for people that need assistance moving. No, we don't. Come- <laughs> <laughs> you sure? You sure, Graham? <laughs> we don't want to call up next time we have to move. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Like, it got to be way too much. Like, Oh, no. Hey, that's was, good. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could have started our own moving company probably. Like, <laughs> we had to turn down a lot of people. Oh, no way. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, but hey, something to consider. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you keeping us busy. <laughs> no worries, man. You know, whatever we can do to help out, you know. Oh, man. So earlier in the podcast, you mentioned that you have a daughter. Oh, yeah. um, so just to talk about her a little bit, do you have any tips and tricks um, on being a dad, like balancing your work, school, and being a dad? Is there anything you'd like to share? Man, tips and tricks, that's hard. I how uh, to dad, man. 101. Yeah. Let's hear it. Um I'm sure every parent does, but I like I really love my daughter. Um she's super fun. Like I really love who she's turning into. It's really cool. She loves uh to joke around and uh so she's just uh a lot of fun to just be around in general. She's not like a uh a handful if if you will i guess um and so i genuinely just love spending time with her which is i, I think is like really key if you don't like spending time with your kids like, <laughs> it's gonna be pretty tough uh and uh yeah i i think just like often um what what is in, just trying to see like what's important to her and you know sometimes she'll like she'll ask me to do things she'll say like hey can we you know she's into frozen and she's into like honestly like everything disney and so she'll say um 
or, or she just watched Shrek. This, here, here, I'll use this as an example. She just watched Shrek. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Her favorite is Shrek 3, which is super random. <laughs> that's because that's the classic Shrek. Um, but, <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, she loves Shrek. And I mean, I haven't seen Shrek for years. And so I don't remember it. So she'll try and like, she'll be like, Dad, uh, you be Shrek and Donkey and I'll be Fiona and whatever. And she wants me to like play things out. That's not my forte. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I can't pretend to have like a great Shrek or Donkey accent. I'm not <laughs> that guy. Can, 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 Graham, can we hear it? No, I don't even try. Come on. No, it's Come not on. happening. No? <laughs> no. Can we give it a go? I'm excited here, man. No, Alan. That's not, <laughs> no. that's not, that's not going to happen. Donkey! <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't this. No, it's good. Much better than I could do. I'm uh, sure you have a great one. No, I don't. And to be honest, I don't even know... Like she's into Shrek three, which I haven't. I don't know if I don't think I've even seen it. I think we tried watching Black it the other day, and I fell asleep. And so I don't know the storyline. She is brilliant with that, though. She like remembers everything that happens, and so she'll say, um, she'll say, "Dad, you be Shrek," and then I just like don't even know what to say, right? Like I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what happened in this movie, and so I'll try. Like, I'll pretend. I'll say like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, I'll try and make something up. I'll try and make something up. And uh, and she's like, no, dad, you have to say this. And I'm like, okay. And so I'll say it's it. On the ball. Yeah, yeah, so so um, I don't love, uh, long story short, I don't love playing Shrek. But I, <laughs> I, I play Shrek because I know, I know that my daughter loves playing Shrek. So, um, uh, and a lot of the times as, a, as like a parent, you want to spend time with your kids, but you uh, you see a lot of like your selfish uh, motives because you're like, I want to I don't want to hang out with you, but I like let's go for a walk. And you're like Skylar's like I don't want to go for a walk. I want to play Shrek. <laughs> and you're like, all right, let's play let's play Shrek then. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Man. Love those that. are those, dad dad one oh one, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I see the essence in that. It's great. Put your child's interests first. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. That's the essence of this. Pretty much. <laughs> Everybody needs a Shrek, guys. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, coming near the end of our lovely episode, I just want to explore a little bit what's next after uh, HR. You know, what are some of your biggest goals? Where do you see yourselves in a few years? Tough question. I'm going to be a responsible adult after this, I guess. <laughs> I uh I I don't I don't know if I know. Like I I we talked a little bit about like Alan you mentioned like would I ever start my own church? It's a it's a definite maybe. Um I don't know. I I want to I want to use what I've learned to like help others. Um I think like I said a lot of the stuff we're learning in in human relations is is very relevant to just seeing people grow um, mm-hmm. and um, even just like being self aware. Um, I wanted to hope I hope that translates into people people being spiritually aware. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I want I want to use those skills to help uh, work with people, and I want to continue doing that within the church. Uh, I don't, 
I don't know exactly. I'm going to, I'm just going to see what happens, I guess. It's not like, not your uh, sexy answer there, Luca, but. <laughs> That's, That's a good answer. Enough for me. You know, it's honest. Obviously, it's like, it's hard to tell like what you're going to be doing in the next few years and stuff too. It's not like <laughs> yeah. straightforward these days. So, yeah. You uh, you leave me to ask a question regarding there about uh, you were just talking about people and their self awareness, but you also said their spiritual awareness. Mm-hmm. What's um uh, not necessarily like I mean it could pertain to Christianity or any any faith or religion, but what would you recommend for somebody who's trying to become more spiritually aware? Like how could they get more in tune with that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'll I'll give it to you from like a Christian Christian perspective because sure. um yeah so. Uh, I think the big the big part of being spiritual spiritually aware from a Christian perspective is seeing um, seeing it might sound weird seeing yourself as a sinner, um, which means not perfect essentially, um, and uh, seeing like uh, I, w- I would say looking at those faults and say and you know, not necessarily being super down on yourself about them. Um, but from a Christian perspective, it comes back to, uh, those, the, the sins that you have in your life have been forgiven by God. And I think that's a lot of where, uh, I find my hope is saying, yeah, like I'm not, I'm by no means perfect. I'm not going to be, uh, perfect by trying to make myself better. Um, but I, I, I want to see the the grace that God has has given me, um, and just know that uh, the love that He has for me, and like I don't know, I'm not trying to trying to preach here. I'm a pastor, so I mean, I guess that's <laughs> what I do. Um, but I, ultimately, like we find that the that hope in Jesus, and that like He He died for our sins, and that He, um, you know, He was He was perfect in life, and that that's where we find our hope in is that. Um, we want, we want to model our lives around what he looked like because he, he came to serve and, you know, came to die for us. So a lot of it is, uh, living selfless lives and trying to live for others. And, um, so it, it comes from just being observant of, uh, yeah, one, like the sin in your, sin in your life, like the areas where you're not perfect, um, but the uh, the grace that that God has given us, and um, just how much we've been loved by Him. So two two kind of things there. Nice. I like those takeaways. Would you ever consider like teaching at Concordia? <laughs> um, I love teaching, uh, and I think. Um, yeah, I've I, my role at, at the church right now is more like geared towards uh, community outreach and and helping with communities. But I actually kind of want I I hope I can kind of gear more towards teaching aspect. I, I teach at, at the the church about once a month, which is a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we have three three people on staff that preach. So once uh, is once a month is is definitely. Uh, a lot for that. Um, what I teach at Concordia, 
Maybe. I I think that would be a cool opportunity. I think I would have to do more school for that. Um, I think I, I think I need a master's for that. I talked to our, our prof that we were talking about before, uh, and he said, uh, first first thing you need is a master's. Mm-hmm. And um, I I think about it sometimes. I'm not sure. We'll see. Possibly down the down the line, pretty much. Yeah. Graham, you do it. I'll do it. And Luca's going to do it too. Sir. Is it on me to, to initiate this? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> and everyone else. My, my whole future is in your hands. That's am it, I man. Gonna be, am I going to be a professor at 70 years old? Yes. 50? <laughs> 50 seconds. Oh, God. All right. Graham, yeah. Graham called it. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Oh, I like that. Well, I see you. I see you somewhere down the road. You know, uh, teaching of sorts in, in, in an academic sense, most definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, that and having your own church. This is just a vision that I've had. Yeah, you've got a you lot yeah. on we my plate in the future, yeah. Alan. I don't... What can I say? You have his life plan. What can I say? I'm excited. I'm uh, excited. Not planned. Just, just, just visions, you know? Not necessarily that it'll happen, you know? I have every every little grain within my si- uh, inside myself. I'm hoping that it does. Can you tell me how I'll this plays out? Because you seem to know have a better idea than me. <laughs> you ever see you ever see endgame you know oh i'm gonna need th- three hours to explain this whole thing to you <laughs> no 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 but uh just uh i think it's something nice i mean uh I, I see myself teaching with you you know i mean maybe luca as well or luca being the president you know but we, we don't want to reveal too many plans right now so I mean, if one of you yeah. if you if one of you guys gets in first and you know maybe is my so connection be, in, into teaching yeah, it, yeah. domino I effect domino effect I will certainly ride that train. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Man. Definitely plans for the future, potentially. Yes. It's all part of the plan. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Graham, that is all that we have to ask you there. But before we wrap up, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask us? Oh, man. Uh, oh, no, so, reverse. That was so, his face right there. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't expecting. Uh... Your eyes just lit up. It mm. was beautiful. Do I have any questions for you guys? Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, to be honest. That's okay. Tell you what. What is? Your, oh, I got a question for you guys. Oh. I got a question for you guys. What do you hope is the end result for this podcast? Ooh. Oh, that's a. Touche, monsieur. Yeah. Well played. That was well played. <laughs> How long do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I got all day. I, I think I, I think I legit put that as one of our topic ideas for one of our <laughs> Oh boy. We yeah. give a brief, a brief, let's just put a, like a, a brief thing from each of what our vision is of the Yeah. All right, Luca, you go first. All right, so my vision within the podcast is having it be a base for where we were able to expand um in other ways. Um, we have like little, like whatever ideas and plans in mind, but other ways in which we could help give back to the community, um, volunteer, do charity work, um, just sort of use this as our base, like a, like a voice that, that reaches out to others in a way and helps out others in, um, as many ways possible, pretty much. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. Um, as, as a platform, yeah, a platform, platform for voice. Platform. We just need to- Exactly. That's it. I mean, um, I agree with Luca there. In a sorts, it's kind of like being the middleman, but the middleman that will never like, I mean, 
ends up on the negative side of things here. It's more like we're, we're trying to spread the positivity here. You know, I mean, Graham does this beautiful work down in St. Henry, uh, um, as well as a uh, little Burgundy and Point St. Charles. Well, look, I mean, maybe, maybe we can help him connect with, you know, this guy over here in another part of town with his project, mm -hmm. their project, whatever it may be. And it's, that's, that's the essence of it. I mean, um, I don't really see there, there being like a final end note because that's, that's growth. Growth continuously occurs if you want it to, and you, you, uh, have the right means about going about it, you know, and of course there are challenges along the way, but I think that's, uh, that's half the fun, you know, just figuring it out and the ideas that you that you come up with, how how are those going to snowball? How do you want them to take to take flight? And we have a few down mm -hmm. in uh in our ideas uh, uh list, book, a book, whatever we have there, a document rather. <laughs> and we're just uh we're just having fun with it. And as long as we're having fun and if people who come and join the ride are also like digging what we're doing, then that's it right there. We're doing it. Nice. Mm -hmm. they, they pretty much summed up everything for me. I wish I would have. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, essentially, getting out the stories of just real, you know, everyday people in a way, also, and mm -hmm. you know, just trying to reach reach as far as we can with it. Mm -hmm. They would be interesting. Maybe. Yeah. One change at a time. Oh yeah, that leads us into our closing statement. Oh, if you'd like to do us the honors. I would love to do the honors. We are Alpha Relations, driving change forward. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Hell yeah. Thank you. Take care.